Welcome to the Optimize Your Life podcast in association with popproductivity.com, the self-improvement podcast designed for you to optimize your human performance through evidence-based strategies, practical tips, and advice to take your productivity and well-being to the next level. Sit back and enjoy with your host, Peter Shaw. So here at the Optimize Your Life podcast, we're always looking for easy and small ways to make a difference in the world. So how do you feel about helping starving children with their morning coffee? So let me introduce you to Free Lunch Coffee. They're on a mission to end hunger from the lives of young children. When you buy just one bag of Free Lunch Coffee, you're also providing 10 meals to children in need. And Free Lunch Coffee gives away 50% of the money they make to end hunger in the lives of young children. Their coffee is amazing, speciality grade, certified organic and fair trade. They offer 100% happiness guarantee for 30 days if you don't absolutely love their coffee and they will give you a full refund. They also have some amazing custom made mugs and tumblers. Remember, every purchase from Free Lunch Coffee provides 10 meals for the underprivileged children. Free Lunch Coffee has kindly offered a 15% discount to the loyal listeners of the Optimize Your Life podcast. Please use the coupon code PERFORMANCE at checkout and check out their website at freelunchcoffee.com. Okay, what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of the Optimize Your Life podcast. Today I am joined by breathing specialist and personal trainer Leo Daniel. How are you Leo? All good Peter, all good. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. I was just uh, we were just talking before we went on air and you were telling me about your breathing specialist. I have very little limited experience in this, a complete novice when it comes to it and probably I would consider myself a dysfunctional breather. So I'm hoping you're going to be able to help us out and uh, help all the listeners out today. Yeah, sure. Well, it was like I was saying to you is uh, you consider yourself a, a, a novice breather, but you've been doing it uh, 19 and a half thousand times a day. 7 million times a year multiplied by the amount of years you've been on the planet, right? So uh, to be doing something that often subconsciously and possibly not very well, it's going to have a huge impact on uh, health of the body, health of the mind, and also your performance levels too. And uh, that's kind of part of what I do anyway is I've spent certainly the last six to seven years investigating breathing itself uh, the previous 10 to 15 years been a trainer and investigating strength, conditioning, uh, nutrition, personal development, meditation, all that stuff. And that was all built on top of my own lifestyle and, and how I got into this, which was, you know, I was a, a chronic uh, asthmatic when I was younger. Uh, and I ended up spending a total of six months in bed sick with asthma. I was on a, three inhalers, about 14 courses of antibiotics in a year and over 400 prednisolin steroid tablets in a year. And uh, the doctors have said, yeah, yeah, good luck to you. There's nothing we can really do for you. <laughs> so uh, good luck. Uh, you have no chances of becoming a trainer. Uh, I remember asking my doctor that, what, what, what do you think of me becoming a fitness instructor? And he just laughed me out of the room. He says, we wrapped you up in cool wrap and threw you away till you're 25. He says, there's no telling you'll get better. Uh, we've done everything we can for you. It's just a matter of managing how you live. And uh, yeah, I kind of broke, <laughs> broke into it that. And uh, it was about a month later, I found the Buteco method. Uh, go, just come to Ireland. This is about 2003. Uh, learned the Buteco method, trained it, applied it every single day for the goods of 18 months until I was symptom and medication free. Uh, which was pretty incredible. 
um, from from being given absolutely no hope by GPs to be symptom medication free for me was a complete miracle. Uh, and it's funny because I went back to my GP and I said, look, I says, uh, you know, Dr. Costello, who's in, who's in Beaumont, he's one of the top respiratory consultants. He was the one that gave me the all clear to reduce medication and come off it. And I says, look, I'm coming back from him. I'm, you know, I'm completely symptom free. I'm doing great. I'm not on my meds. I says, here's a book on the method. I says, here's some papers on the method. And my doctor was like, oh, Miss Leo, yeah, whatever. I says, what do you mean? He says, oh, it's a placebo effect. I was like, oh my God, you must be kidding me. And that was the approach at the time that, you know, some GPs had, I wouldn't say all, because it was a, it was a medical doctor that, that gave me the confidence to come off the medication in the first place. But it kind of set me off in a career of, of training, of lifestyle intervention, and of showing people that they have a lot of strength inside them. Uh, they just need to train it and ingrain it into their lifestyle. And it's amazing the things you can, you can do. I've seen people um, who had osteoporosis, uh, who came off all medication and symptoms with osteoporosis. Uh, reduced medication with Crohn's, come off blood pressure and cardiovascular medication, uh, improve mental health from a state of being in a state of depression, um, and all the way up then to achieving challenges, uh, training people for looking better, feeling better, performing better in life, uh, performing some cool adventurous sports, and even Olympians. There, there's a quick one for you, huh? That was, yeah, was, <laughs> as our intros go, that was probably one of the shortest ones, which is, uh, which is great. So don't worry about it. <laughs> well, we can go in depth on anything you want. And I know we want to dive into breathing in particular today. So uh, we'll peel that back as we go along. <laughs> yeah. So maybe take me into you mentioned the Buteco method there. A lot of the listeners may be familiar or may have heard of the Wim Hof method. Do you want to take people through maybe the basics of that and how maybe people could start to look in and, and get their own research on that and how they might start to implement something like that? Uh, or as a resource, is, is that one of the techniques maybe that you would be recommending that you need a coach for and that you probably shouldn't do on your own or maybe take us through some of that stuff? Sure. When, um, well, to bring it full circle, I suppose maybe six, seven years ago, I had clients and in particular, I had one client who was working with uh, on weight loss. We were over in Canada at the time. And she was about, if I remember right, she was about 220 pounds, which is, I don't know, the guts of 19, 20 stone, maybe a little bit more. Um, and she trained hard for nine months. I'm talking, she trained with me three times in the gym, did at least one session on her own, if not two on a weekly basis. She made some changes to nutrition uh, and some to her lifestyle as well. She wasn't perfect by any means, but... At the same time, I was like, why aren't her numbers shifting? After nine months of training, she lost five pounds. Five pounds. I was like, there's something seriously wrong here. And I was greatly concerned for her in some senses. Like, either there's stuff she's not telling me or there's stuff that is off, going off inside her. We need to find out. And I gave her on pretty much options and ultimatums. I said, look, you can train all you like with me, but we're obviously not going to get much results in weight loss. We got phenomenal like markers and blood markers and, and other health uh, results, but nothing in terms of weight loss, which is what you wanted. So you, at the end of the day, you have to deliver on what somebody wants. And uh, 
I says, look, we have three options. One, we get a sleep test um, to see what your sleep quality is like, because I suspected her sleep quality was really poor. Uh, two, we get a blood chemistry test and find out what's going on hormonally inside her body. Or three, we go down the route of uh, a psychologist um, to find out what's going on upstairs in the mind and see how she's processing life and if she's, if she's really being honest with herself and with me and what she was saying. So uh, she fired me. <laughs> she didn't like those options. <laughs> she had enough. Um, and that was kind of it. Like I didn't, you know, didn't think too much of it because uh, it, it happens. And I was like, okay, well, at least I knew, look, she has options. And I was being truthful. There was nothing more I could do except, you know, maintain stuff. But there's no point in somebody saying, hey, Leo, you know, I want to lose five stone and you're five months later or nine months later and you haven't delivered on that. I'm going, oh, yeah, just stay with me and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you there. I, I'd thrown everything at her. So um, it was time to call in, call in support. But about uh, three months later, she contacted me and she said, Leo, look, um, I actually went and did a sleep test and it turns out I have sleep apnea. And I was like, ah, you I was like, I knew there was something. <laughs> so she went on a CPAP machine and uh, within the space of a month, she'd lost uh, the guts of a stone, just sleeping better with a CPAP machine. Now I was blown away by that and I was like, okay, well, that's amazing. Like, keep going while you're going. I says, I says, you do know you're going to reach a stage where your body, you're not going to be in the shape that you want, because I knew that pretty well. Um, and the CPAP machine won't be enough. You need to continually progress. Um, and she, she took the advice, but, um, but I didn't hear from her after that. And I went away and I went, okay, CPAP machines are fantastic. And for people with disease, it's really, really important, uh, the medical care. But you still don't get deep enough deep sleep and recovery sleep with a CPAP machine. In fact, with the CPAP machine, it's been shown um, in some research that the chin strap for the CPAP machine is more effective than the CPAP machine at getting you to sleep better. <laughs> because what a CPAP machine does is it blows air into your mouth, which forces the airways open and forces air into your system to keep you regulating air and to keep you asleep. That's what it does. What I knew from the Buteyko method and from breathing methods that still the body is dysfunctional, still it isn't working well, and still, even though it improved her from where she was, she was never going to optimize herself. So it was at that point that I decided I need more skills here and I wanted to go back and, and develop the skills for breathing and coaching breathing. So I went back and did the Buteyko method and we can go into that in a minute, but I uh, did my qualifications here in Ireland with a gentleman named Patrick McKeown. He was my original teacher uh, way back when he started his business back in, I think he started 2003 and I saw him, or he started 2002, I saw him 2003, 2004. And so I went back, did the qualifications, and it was there that I heard a Wim Hof from two Dutch ladies that were on the course. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, this is, whoa, what's going on here? Because Buteyko on the one side is all about relaxed breathing and calming your breath and slowing your breath and breath holding techniques. Wim Hof is the total opposite. He's like, breathe, motherfucker, just breathe. Breathe big, breathe with your mouth, just, just breathe. 
And I was like, all right, who's this crazy guy? Um, but he was claiming a lot of things. He was claiming, um, you know, that it would benefit mental health. He would claim that it would um, optimize your oxygen in your body, that you would get, you know, super oxygenate your body, that you would uh, decrease inflammation and loads of other stuff. And he was doing studies at the time to prove um, what he was saying was true. So I was fascinated. And once I went down that rabbit hole, I went, well, hold on a second, what else is there? <laughs> so I started peeling back because I knew methods, like I'm a Pilates teacher, so I knew some mechanical methods, went into physical therapy, went into psychotherapy and psychology, went into uh, shamanic breathing techniques and religious breathing techniques and kind of peeled back everything I possibly could because to me, no one person had the answer at the time. Nobody kind of had gone, well, this is how this works for this person, and this is how this works, and here's how you piece them all together. So I spent five years kind of figuring that stuff out between the, the, the practice and the experience, uh, the books and the knowledge, and then the research that was available at the time. And kind of came full circle where I decided, okay, well, this is how it all works together, and started to use it with clients and train people and kind of refine my system to figure out that, okay, this is how it all pieces together and this is how it works for different people. And essentially it breaks into, breathing itself breaks into two components. One is breath training and one is breath work, okay? Breath training is that, it is a physical training, uh, whatever technique you choose, but you are physically doing the breathing technique every single day with the view to restoring your breathing system, restoring your respiratory system, restoring, restoring the muscle tissues of your breathing system and restoring the chemistry of your body so that you can bring about functional breathing or nice calm breathing patterns in your life. What breath work then is, is it's a very um, strong breathing technique coupled with uh, music and some mindset work to really uh, peel back the layers of the mind and get to know yourself better. So one is, and you can use the Wim Hof method to do that. You can use holotropic breathing, rebirthing, radiance breathing. There's, there's a lots of different styles of breath work, but essentially for me, that's what breath work does versus breath training. And then in my own practice, I do a variety of both with people, depending on what they want. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's yeah. excellent. And do you use any, I presume you use some of them in isolation and then you mentioned you have your own system. So like, what is your approach then when somebody comes into you as a client for maybe personal training, do you go straight to breath work or do you have a look at them doing some exercise or screen them in terms of their breathing? Or is it just a, is there an actual screening process that you use to, to, actually guide what you're going to do with their breath work the reason my company is called innate strength is it, it talks about the um the knowledge the the answer that you're looking for is already inside you you already know the answer you just need to cut through all the crap to um realize that manifest it and live it and um, so i use training as a process to and become healthy to get to know yourself more and so that you can answer that question yourself which is shit what direction do i need to go in here okay 
And that for me is, is, you know, really what all training boils down to and comes about. It's, you you take somebody through a structured um, way of doing something until they're able to stand on their own two feet and then you let them fly. You let them live their own life in that, in that sense. So do I choose breath work or breath training? The person does it and, and, and they'll know because they'll be asking about it, right? That's how they know is they already have that ambition. They have that, that feeling inside them of, I want to explore this. But the thing is, is that I take people through the process gently. Some practitioners and some methods just throw you in the deep end and say, hey, learn how to swim. I don't like doing that at all. Uh, I think it's quite dangerous. So no matter which route you choose with me, it's, it's, a, it's a gradual process of peeling back the layers. Um, but breath training is certainly a slower habitual based process. Um, what do I do in it? So in breath training, okay, the, the, the saying I go by is methods are many, principles are few, methods may change, principles rarely do. That was a poem that I learned years and years and years ago which is there's loads and loads of techniques and methods of training, but you've got to distill what is the important part and use only that. That's what Bruce Lee said, right? So what I've done with the different methods that I've learned, and I've looked at over a hundred different techniques is I've gone, okay, this kind of fits, the main focus of this technique fits into this category and this is what I use it for. Now I'm using that category to build as part of the person's breathing system. So in other words, if you want to become a good everyday breather, you need to train three parts of your breath. You need to train the mechanics, which is, are you using your diaphragm? Are you using your nose? Um, Are you able to release your exhale? That's what it boils down to. It's techniques then to, to, um, to deliver that goal. The second part then, or the second phase is using breathing rhythms to calm the mind and to reset your your breathing centers in your mind because that's what controls your breathing center subconsciously and then the final part to it is is developing nasal breathing and using breath holding techniques to develop nasal breathing and as your subconscious uh, automated uh, breathing pattern yeah so talk to me then about how would people go through the integration of that into their training? So like, do you strictly work with people for five, 10 minutes before their training session on breath work, breath Mm. training, or is there a way that people could like, obviously people are going to be short of time and and they have their routine. How can we get this into their actual training sessions to get them breathing training uh, or working on their breath during their training and is there isolated uh, areas of life that you like to implement it during the day to, to make sure that the mechanics improve? Yeah. Um, best way to answer that is to ask you a question. If you had an ACL injury, would you try and integrate ACL rehab into your training program to go play sport? Absolutely. Or would you, first of all, rehab that knee and do a lot of rehab work and then integrate it? Oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, initially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess Exactly. So like you said to me, even as a novice breather, that you, you're, you're, you're reckon that there's some dysfunctions there. It's just not so obvious to people that people are breathing dysfunctions that 
their breathing is adapted and that they need to train it. So for me, the, the, the best way, if somebody says, you know what, I want to sort this out once and for all, the best way is to, to focus a period of time exclusively on developing your breathing system and then to integrate it. But other people don't care so much about it and they just want to improve their breathing as they go along. And so 10 minutes at the start of a session uh, will help. But the thing is, is that can be a very slow road. And because it, the, the, the benefits aren't as apparent straight away, people can often go, yeah, I don't need to do this. And it's, it's like doing your mobility work, right? Uh, if you do your mobility work at the start, very often people forget to do their mobility work because they don't connect the benefits of the mobility work with the results and what it's doing long term. So again, if you're injured or ill, I'd be like, you know what? Let's restore this part of your body and then let's integrate it and move on to a different part. That's kind of my process of training. And it's kind of why online, you know, I've been going online for about the last three to four years. I would be known exclusively for breathing because that's kind of what I promoted because it, it was the easy option for me to, to promote that online because nobody else was doing it was, okay, come to me, we'll restore it and then go back to your, your training and then, now you know what to do. Uh, but nowadays what I'm doing is I'm building out that online presence and, and the business and going, um, I now coach more and more of the stuff that I originally did uh, just with focusing on different things at a time, right? So I'll do breathing, I have movement foundations, I then have integrated training where you're looking at combining everything together then. And then you you mentioned there that people don't see the benefits straight away or they, they don't, they can't really invest the time because they, they look at breathing as some small part of, of training. What are some of the benefits for people? And if people are out there and they're a bit skeptical and, and they've seen all these things, even with Wim Hof and people doing, I see you were doing Freezebury as well. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, Adam Tewitt, uh, he, he's doing it as well. He did it last year and raised I think, something like 20,000 euro for, for uh, Cromwell's Children's Hospital. But it's amazing. Wow. How, wow. what are the benefits of, you know, breathing work? Um, what are the, you know, is it immune system? Like, what are you going after? And, and what can we say to people that are skeptical uh, to try and actually go after their breathing? I could be all day talking about the <laughs> We have all day, don't worry. <laughs> I edit them. Okay, let, 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 let's break it down. Um, okay. I don't know why it was invented this way by God. And that's how I consider it, right? But breathing is, to me anyway, it is the fundamental process in your human body that you have control over that regulates everything else. It's the one ring to rule them all, literally. So you can take any process in your body and it's connected to your breath directly. Okay? So when your breathing becomes adapted and you're not breathing well, or becomes dysfunctional is what people know it as nowadays. It then has a knock-on effect downstream across every other system in your body. Okay. So the way I you could best describe it is breathing is tied with your nervous system. 
Okay, and then your nervous system is connected as a communication highway to everything. So if you have a stressed breathing pattern, in other words, you breathe with your mouth uh, or you breathe big or you're a chest breather um, or you breath hold as a natural way of breathing, then that's, that's, they are all stressed breathing patterns. And you do that on average 19 and a half thousand times a day, 7 million times a year. You are always telling your brain, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed with every single one of those breaths. So I don't care what blue blocker glasses you have on you. I don't care what type of food you eat. I don't care how much sleep you get. All of it will be compromised because every single breath you take is telling your body, I'm stressed. So the core benefit of restoring your breathing is to speak to your brain and say, ah, I'm calm. I've dealt with the shit of life. I've dealt with that training session. I'm, I'm chilled now. And then all the other processes of your body can work as they're supposed to work. So the analogy is, is, you know, your body doesn't care. And, and it doesn't care about procreation and making babies. It doesn't care about digesting food. Uh, and it doesn't care about performing well in your job if you're under stress. And that's built into our system innately. It's built in there from the time we became human beings, which is cavemen. And if you think of a caveman, the, if you think of his or her life is the main, one of the main stresses is animals, right? So it comes across an animal, let's say a big grizzly bear, and you see that big grizzly bear in front of you, you go, <gasps> and you literally look at that eyeball, that bear, and you go, get the hell out of here, or you play dead and you freeze. That's your response. The other response is fighting, and that's a trained response. So your body goes, shit, go, 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 go. And it runs the hell out of there, or it freezes. It goes, shit, Tammy didn't see me. Come on, just, just, just shut up, say nothing, play dead. So we still have that response in our human biology built in. But the difference with nowadays is our stresses are not grizzly bears. Our stresses is everything from crappy food, crappy air, city living, living indoors, not getting enough sunlight, not getting enough exercise, not getting enough good quality food, having poor quality relationships, being on Wi-Fi and internet all day, sitting at computers all day, uh, not been able to deal with our emotions, um, being controlled by social media in the sense of, you know, just always on that social media and getting your getting your your buzz from social media um, aspects, to overtraining, to taking too much cold exposure, to drinking coffee all day long, to um, uh, to too many viruses that are going around um, because of overpopulation of the human species. Like these are all stressors to the body and each one on their own, our human body can deal with no problem. Hands down, it's all good. But when you add those stressors on top of each other, 
over years and decades and a lifetime, your body very quickly ingrains a stress response as its natural state. So it stays stressed and it can't get out of that stress state. It just stays switched on. You're always antsy. You're always trying to do the next thing. You can't get to sleep at night. You're rushing through your meals. You, you're, you're having downtime, but you're always thinking, 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 thinking. And so that's, they're, they're reflections of a stress state of your human body, which means that now the processes of relaxation can't work. You can't procreate, you can't have babies. So you end up getting IVF. You can't think straight, so you end up getting a lot of mental health problems and developing a lot of mental health issues. Uh, you can't perform because you can't focus and concentrate. Uh, and your, your physical productivity goes down, whereas you're killing it in the gym and you're not getting any results. In fact, you're feeling worse. You're feeling more sore. You're feeling more tired. Your sprint times are going down. Your weights, the weights are lifting are going down. All the... As standards of performance drop because your body's in a chronic stress state and what keeps you there is your breathing pattern. So as you retrain your breath, how to breathe naturally and you restore your breath, all those relaxation systems begin to come online. Your body begins to relax and do what it was designed to do. And then you can kick into performance again from that point. Now, I must say is the focal point is on restoring your breath, but you may need to bring in some lifestyle habits to support that, like exercise, like getting out into daylight, like heat or cold training. And those things all then support the breath. Yeah, so if maybe... If breath is dysfunctional, you're screwed. Something that may be of benefit then to listeners will be, you mentioned there all the issues that we're, we're, we're trying to deal with as a, as a human being. Um, and all the external factors that that may cause stress. You've moved your business online and you spend, I presume, a lot of time, uh, you know, building your online presence and building your business. What are the practicalities for you right now as, as a breathing expert? Like, what would your day look like in terms of routine? How do you build all those those parts and what supports those parts for you in terms of your, your daily lifestyle? Cool. I'm going to go against what you promote, which is morning routines. I don't do morning routines. I hate them. <laughs> cool. So what does, what does it look like for you then when you get up? Wow. I, I, I'll, I'll explain that. I'll explain that. And the, and the reason is, is the benefit to, to where I stand is, is I've spent almost two decades researching and experimenting and doing them, right? And what I found is, is that the answer doesn't lie in any one routine but it has to be adapted, the, the routines work, but they also have to fit this stage in life where you're at, okay? And everybody's life is a little bit different and a little bit complex. So some routines will work for others, others routines will work for other people. But I've now got to a stage where my health foundations are so strong that I don't need much. I don't need a routine to keep me strong on an everyday basis, but my whole lifestyle feeds into keeping that foundation strong. And there are times when, let's say I focus on um, building my 
Uh, for example, I'm building a lot of the processes in the background of my online business. So I am sitting at a desk a lot. I am doing a lot of stuff um, where, it, where it's desk-based. That means that my general physical activity has gone down. And so I'm like, okay, I do need to offset that. There's, a t there's, a there's a, an amount of time that I can sit in a desk um, over days and weeks. And then it's like, no, you got to get up and you got to move and keep those foundations very high. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for me, it's about building really strong foundations in your health and then using that to perform, whether it's in your career, in a sport, in adventure, in your home life, whatever it is. So the focus switches. But some stuff that I would do even though the technique might change, the stuff that I would do throughout the year on a regular basis, I move somehow. Sometimes it's uh, judo is my sport, so I play judo. Other times it's weightlifting. Other times it's running, but I move often. I, when I need to recover more, I focus more on heat and on calming my breathing system. So I'll use techniques to calm my system directly. I'll use a lot of heat and, and a lot of meditation as a means of restoring my body. When I wanna focus a lot, I'll use a lot of cold therapy. Uh, I'll use more high intensity exercise, although I'll watch the amount that I do. Um, as a means to helping me to focus better in my everyday life. And then if my focus is on a particular physical pursuit like judo or I'm taking on adventures or I'm taking on freezebury, well, then I'll prioritize that as a goal and I'll go all in where everything then focuses on developing that one skill. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's excellent. And then you, you touched on the cold and hot weather or the cold and hot uh, therapy there. Like, what are some of the benefits that the, the listeners maybe can do a little bit more research on that? Um, like, why would somebody get into a, a hot uh, a hot bath or why would somebody get into a, a cold water immersion? <laughs> like, what would possess someone to do? <laughs> it's funny because I, I had a podcast with somebody else there earlier on and it was like, we were talking a lot, um, a lot about hot and heat and it's like it, it's so comfortable why wouldn't you do it like it feels so good to get a hot bath or a hot shower it feels great and why does it feel great because it directly calms your whole system like why wouldn't you want to feel great it's amazing so it's good for and if you bring it back to your nervous system it promotes calm and relaxation in your body so when do i want to be calm and relaxed going to bed uh when i'm in recovery when i want to and be creative all those um points want me to be relaxed when i'm around my family so when i'm focused on those parts of life i i purposely do something relaxing before i go into that um part of my life so if i want to be with my family yeah maybe i'll go get a hot shower and just chill out before i go play with them and have fun there with, my, with the kids um i'll do it to recover um, because obviously you've just stressed the body during your workout, so you want to recover quicker. So I'll do it then. Um, I'll, or if you want to be creative, that's when I use heat a lot. I'll also use it when uh, I'll use it in combination with training to get a better aerobic effect. You want to you want to train your cardiovascular system and your aerobic energy system. Add in heat training into it. 
It's a phenomenal, phenomenal approach. And it will spare your joints and your tissues from abuse of running miles to get the same benefits. When will I use cold? I'll use cold therapy to, uh, one is therapy, so for health. So I'll use it for physical health. How does it help that? It decreases inflammation. It, it also improves your cardiovascular system, but in the opposite kind of way. By stressing your cardiovascular system, then your body will adapt, uh, it will recover and adapt and it will improve. So you can use it for good cardiovascular health. You can use it for good mental health and for decreasing inflammation. Uh, it's also good if you're doing something like freeze breathing as a challenge to the body and mind. So that's a particular, for, for those that don't know, freeze breathing is a, it's a, what would you call it? It's an event that's happening through February. It's thought up of about three years ago by uh, Damian Brown. And I've been on it from day one. And the, the, the point of it is, is every day for the month of February, you spend an extra minute in the sea or a lake or a river. So day one, it's one minute. Day two, two minutes. Day five, five minutes. Day 10, 10 minutes. Day 28, 28 minutes. And it's a challenge. And it is a physical and mental challenge. And that's the point of it is to uh, repeatedly expose yourself to the stressor of cold water in the coldest month of the year, in the toughest time of the year, uh, in, a, in a bid to find out more about yourself and develop greater resilience in yourself. Yeah. So I use cold therapy for, there are health benefits, um, doing it, you know, certainly low dose and, and more often. And then there is the challenge if you want to use it as a challenge. Yeah, no, that's excellent. And then uh, we'll, I was just thinking to myself, we haven't even touched on really much of the training side or your personal training ah, background. No. We, we'll <laughs> have to get you on. Day, yeah, we'll have to get you on again. I didn't think we could talk 40 minutes about breathing. But <laughs> we could have, we could have done two or three hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, for those listeners then that are, are hearing this and they're a little bit more interested, what would you recommend now or the next steps for people in terms of resources? Uh, courses or is it get in touch with somebody like yourself uh, to try and break down the breathing for them? Sure. Um, so if it's breathing and their interest in developing the breathing system, um, I mean, I'll be, I'll be straight out there. I was like, come to me. <laughs> I'm great. No, what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm actually uh, in the next two weeks, I hope to launch uh, a program called breath training foundations. It is the only program internationally where uh, you'll buy it. It's, uh, I think I'm going to do an early bird of about like 60 quid or thereabouts. And you'll get a 16 weeks periodized breath training program. It's everything I'll cover anyway, but it's just drip fed to you and you can do it yourself. It has breathing assessments on it. It has uh, the three phases of training. It has lifestyle habits to integrate into it. It's a whole shebang. Um, and you get everything for, for the 16 weeks. Um, and that will develop you. Any other method that you choose, you might get the same results as you'll get with mine at the end of the day, but you also might not because it doesn't encompass every aspect of breathing. Um, and the reason why is just people haven't been, either people are invested in a particular method 
or they haven't looked at the broader scale and, and been as interested in how do I build my breathing system as I have. Um, and there is other people who are on their way to doing it, uh, but that's going to be the only breath training program um, on the market. I will then release a sports version uh, where it will be showing you how to apply it to sport afterwards and how to integrate it into your training as kind of like a level two program. Uh, I do one-to-one -one coaching at the minute, so you can do that with me and just drop me an email. Uh, or you can go to any breathing method that kind of sings to you. So whether it's Buteyko, whether it's Wim Hof, like there's a million and one practitioners out there and instructors out there in individual methods. Uh, the Buteyko and Oxygen Advantage are fantastic. Like I'm one of their instructors, I'm a master instructor with them. So like it's a, it's a brilliant program. If it sings to you, go do it. It's great. Um, the Wim Hof is usually run by events. So you'll either pick a video off YouTube and learn it that way, or you'll, you'll, you'll go to a, a Wim Hof method event um, with, with a qualified instructor. Again, there's me, I'm on the East coast of Ireland. There, there's other instructors down the South, down the up North. I don't think there's anybody West coast yet, um, but there's a few of them around. Um, and that's, that's how you'd learn it. If you want to learn more, um, with the breath work, again, there's a million and one different methods. I'm launching my own online kind of guided uh, or gradually guided breath work um, program. I'm going to open up to subscribers on my newsletter later on this week. Um, but I, I'm reserving it to just six people in a, in a course because I, for me, I just want to build that really, really small and slowly because uh, I think it's important for people when they're doing that approach. Yeah, no, Does that's, that answer your question? Yeah, that's that, you know, that's stuff? that is brilliant. Um, I will link all of that stuff into the show notes, and when your course launches, will uh, I'll add it into the the episode of the podcast that that's that's in that week. So that's excellent. Uh, I'll also put your website below for people to to have a look at. But I really, really appreciate uh, you taking time out today. It was really good, and um, we'll definitely have to get you back on to actually talk about some training. But uh, <laughs> I really, really, really learned loads there. I have a pages and notes here and definitely something i'm going to look into myself a little bit more is 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 all that stuff that we talked about so thanks very much for uh jumping on today uh, Leo. brilliant stuff peter thanks for having me thank you for listening to this episode of the optimize your life podcast if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe on itunes and leave us a review and for more information on productivity and human optimization please follow our instagram page at pop productivity or head over to our website at www.popproductivity.com. Until the next time, take care.